0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 3rd, 2021. Insight editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. On today's episode of Locked On Magic. Going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline, we're nearing the midpoint of the season, we'll talk about some midpoint of the season stuff coming up later on in the week, but right now it I have been shirking my duties in talking about the trade deadline, I'm going to talk a little bit about what it's going to take for the Magic to make a move, a, a widely anticipated move uh, for this team to move forward, we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, by searching Gravy Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're coming the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks before Wednesday's first half finale? Check out Locked On Hawks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Before you get into any of these transaction periods, um, it's, it's first important to understand and recognize what the team's goals are. What are you trying to accomplish? I, I know I said this during the offseason a ton. Um, I, 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 I really hammered this point home, and I still believe it is really, really true. No matter what move the Orlando Magic make, um, whether it's a trade, whether it's whatever it is, a free agent signing, whatever it is, it must be a move done with intention. You don't just make moves to make a move. You don't just, you know, Evan Fournier is a great example because he's. we'll talk about him plenty, but you don't just trade Evan Fournier because he's about to hit free agency. You must get something of value for him. You must gain something from that deal. It can't just simply be throwing him out to the wind, so to speak, um, because it's time or because of whatever. Now, sometimes that is the goal. Sometimes the goal is just to shed salary and build something. But again, that is intention. That is purpose. And the magic should still be moving with purpose. Um, Again, that's a point I drove home throughout the offseason is the point I want to drive home right here at the top of this conversation. What are the Magic trying to accomplish. What are their goals? What are they trying to get? And ultimately, what will make them, what will push them over the line, which they haven't been pushed over yet, to make a move? I think here it is really important then to start with an understanding of where the Magic are at. Despite being 14th in the Eastern Conference, despite having the fourth worst record in the NBA right now. Um, despite their playoff spot, their playoff odds looking very bleak with an extremely difficult second half of the season. Uh, according to Tankathon, the second most difficult schedule remaining in the NBA by opponent strength of by opponent win percentage, it's going to be a very tall order for the Magic to make the playoffs. And yes, it 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 seems very very likely that that the pain of losing has only just begun for this team. But that doesn't mean. That's where this team is at, or that's who this team actually is. Players on the team are saying it repeatedly as well. They feel and they believe they are better than their record indicates. Now, their stats don't suggest that, and that suggests some bigger problems, but I I think we all have to agree that they're largely right. At various points of the season, four of the Magic's five starters have missed time. Not just missed regular time, missed significant time. Not just a game here or there but weeks at a time. Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz are obviously out for the entire season with torn ACLs, putting the Magic's development on hold and really making it difficult to see what this team can be. But we saw early in the season too, just how good they can be. The Magic were 6-2 when Markel Fultz went down with his injury. And while certainly that team was coming back down to earth, Looking at this Eastern Conference landscape, where only three teams are playing better than 500 right now, I find it very difficult to believe that a Magic team that is fully healthy, with Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz included, would not be competing for home court advantage in the Eastern Conference right now. Would not be at least where the New York Knicks are a few games over 500. Now, that is not the end goal, of course. The Magic need to be better than 500. They need to be a 50-win team. They want to be, if they really want to be a team that's contending for something meaningful in the Eastern Conference. But for those of us who want to see baby steps, and I am a big proponent, of course, of taking those small steps forward, if the team is to take baby steps, the goal this year was to compete for home court advantage. That was the goal last year. That was kind of an outside goal that a a lot of people had for the most optimistic version of the Orlando Magic. That could have been a goal for this season, an unlikely goal, I agree, but the next step in this team's development process. We'll of course never know whether that is the case, but we've seen these reports come out, these, these uh, people trying to get a sense of what the Magic are trying to do, and the sense or at least the posture the Magic are projecting to the world, perhaps in an effort to get better offers, is that they are perfectly alright going back with the same core next season. That their preference is not to change. Their preference is to give this team the chance to make good on the progress and on the, on the potential they showed earlier in the year. Now, whether that's true or not, again, I think that's more negotiating posture than anything else. Um, well, we'll obviously see. But I think that that reporting uh, and just watching this team and watching how this front office uh, operates, I think that all suggests... That the Magic do believe they still have a playoff roster. That this trip to the lottery or this this tumble down the standings is caused solely by injuries. That it's a fluke, in other words. Just a random thing that has happened to this franchise and to this team that is not permanent or indicative of who this team is. You know, I, I, I will probably give my, you know my philosophy on how to cheer and analyze a team that is struggling as much as the Magic are right now and, and, and likely to sink further down the standings. Um, but it essentially boils down to this. Um, we're watching this team still compete, and, and that's that's the number one thing. And I, I, I will always say this, uh, when you have the chance to win, you need to win. Um, and you expect to win. You can't ever lose that expectation to win. And I don't think this franchise has done that, I don't think this team has done that. I think what we're still seeing and what we're watching is a team that is trying very hard, that understands that there's still playoff chase to be had if they can right the ship. Again, well, is that is that possible? Is that what, what's going to happen? It certainly, We can certainly debate that, but that's, that's how the team feels, and that's what matters. They're not giving up the ship. They're not giving up yet. And that's who this Magic team is. Um as long as we see them continue to fight, I have every reason to believe that what they accomplished the last two years, as small as it was, will carry forward, will carry over. And So the question then for the Magic is how to make that better. Because yes, this team has shown tremendous flaw. They don't really have a great creator off the dribble. They have Nikola Vucic, who's a great scorer, but no great perimeter scoring, no consistent perimeter scoring. Defenses still routinely ignore them from beyond the arc. Shooting and three-point shooting is vital to the Magic winning. Too often, though, it is the reason why the Magic are either in a game or completely out of it. And defenses are willing to bet that it will take the Magic completely out of the game. The Magic desperately need an injection of talent, which they hope the NBA draft will provide them this time around, it seems like. But the Magic's goal, very clearly, is still to compete. And whether that's competing this year Or competing next season, it is abundantly clear that the Magic believe they are still a playoff-capable, playoff-caliber team. Are they any more than that? That is the ultimate question. To say the least, then, the Magic are not looking to rebuild. The Magic are not looking to blow up. The Magic are not looking to restart. People who have pitched me Nikola Vucevic trade ideas, I essentially tell them, unless you're giving me a star in return, Nikola Vucevic is pretty much untouchable. He gives the team a ton of stability offensively uh, and is so valuable to what they're trying to accomplish. And especially with so many young guys coming back next year, it's going to be a fairly young team next year anyway. um, Vucevic just gives them a consistent outlet to just function and compete. Um, Again, because remember, the goal is to make the playoffs still. Obviously easier said than done. So the Magic are not looking to trade for draft picks, for expiring veterans, for, you know, buyout candidates. That's that's not the kind of deals they're looking for. If those were the deals they were looking for, they would have done some of them in the offseason. Those were there were plenty of those on the table that, that felt like that's what the market was giving the magic. So the question is then what do the magic really want? And that's a question that I think does deserve. A much heavier and meatier answer than I can provide in this segment. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But March is National Sleep Month, in addition to being Free Throw Awareness Month. And as the official CBD of a good night's sleep, our good friends at CBD MD want to help you celebrate the right way. They've got dozens of options to help you relax, recharge, and enhance your nighttime routine. And there's nothing more calming than a nice hot bath. CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with a mixture of Epsom salt, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. Choose from lavender or eucalyptus scents or a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. While CBD bath bombs provide a refreshing, relaxing bath experience by combining 100 milligrams of CBD with essential oils, Epsom salt, and calming natural scents to help you soak away the day. And to make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Remember, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, two top teams in the NBA's Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. The Suns and Lakers again in Western Conference Finals. Get more of the sports news in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So, what should the Orlando Magic be looking for? Um, I don't think it's as simple as saying that the Magic should go younger, that they should be searching for for rookies and vet- rookies over veterans or, or, or anything like that. Um, I, I don't think the Magic are hunting for draft picks or for expiring veterans. They're not a typical rebuilding team. They are a team that feels like they are reloading. And so, more so than anything else, I think it's important that if the Magic are going to trade any of their key players, whether it's Evan Fournier, who's obviously got an expiring contract, whether it's Aaron Gordon or even Terrence Ross, um, like I said, I don't think Nikola Vucevic is really on the on the table right now, um, the Magic need to make sure they get... A starter quality player, someone who can fill in the rotation. Um, we're, the big thing that I've been focused on really since the offseason, and again, I think this is a disappointing element of the Magic's offseason, is the Magic have to begin shaping this roster to meet the, the group that it's going to eventually become. They have to make this team the team it's going to be. A team that helps get the most out of the key players that matter like Jonathan Isaac, like Markel Fultz. Um, that's why I think Mar- Nikola Vucevic is so important to maintain and to keep because he will make them better. He will make it so that the, they have a chance to succeed and a chance to compete and a chance to continue growing in the way that, that Jeff Waltman clearly wants this team to grow. Um you know obviously they'll have a draft pick and and that's the same deal that needs to be i mean that you take the best player available but that needs to be a player that can contribute to this team and, and and be a factor for this team early you know fairly early um but certainly but certainly someone who fits the bigger vision of what this team's going to be even if that player is ultimately the centerpiece of that vision everything should be focused and directed in this way um that's that's what this team is miss, is missing right now. It, it still feels like a mismatched group of players. And a lot of it is, frankly, they, they don't have that top star at the top of the pyramid to, to click everything into place. Um, I, I don't think the Magic find that at this trade deadline. And honestly, I think the only place that the Magic can find that realistically in the short term is in the NBA draft. And, and obviously, there are four or five players that a lot of people believe are elite talents. Um, Coming up in this draft, and again, whatever fit issues that might be there, uh, you, you you figure out later. You don't have to. You don't worry about that when you're just trying to collect talent, especially at the top of the draft. This is again. This is then all to say that the Magic's focus should be on you know relatively young players who can contribute quickly, um, and figuring out who that is. I think is really tricky. Um, you know, uh, Evan Fournier is a great place to start. I think that the deal the Magic should be hunting for with Evan Fournier is very similar to the deal they got Evan Fournier for. When the Magic traded Aaron Aflalo, Evan Fournier had played his rookie season and got sporadic minutes for the Denver Nuggets, but very clearly very clearly talented player. Uh, And the Magic took took their chance on him, and they were in a position to take a chance on a guy like that. The Magic need to find something similar, either a, a second draft guy that they're willing to take a chance on and get some other assets for, um, or, you know, perhaps a, a, a veteran player and the real guy they're going after is the young player. I, I mean, the deal that I've been kicking around has been with Philadelphia for Danny Green and, and, if, and Tyrese Maxey, although I'm not sure if Philadelphia would put Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey on the table. Um, I don't know if Maxey is that guy, but certainly that's, that's, I think that's something to consider. Um, either that or you go try and do a like for like. Um, you know, uh, an idea that I've kicked around is possibly trading for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's really struggled with the shot this year, but is considered a a good shooter. If you can get him and something else from the Lakers for Evan Fournier, I think you've probably done okay. Um, I've seen a lot of people kick around deals where the Celtics acquire Evan Fournier with the trade with the uh, traded player exception that the Celtics have, and send out only Aaron Nesmith in a draft pick. Um, I, I think you you do okay if that was the case. Um, you really need to believe in Nesmith. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know if Nee is ready to contribute um, at a high level because you know you look at the Magic's depth behind Evan Fournier; they do not have a shooting guard right now. And obviously, uh, almost any deal the Magic make um, is not going to give them uh, a ton of cap room to play with to go out and get one in the offseason. But then again, you know, except for using, except for acquiring a player um, with the Celtics traded player ex- exception uh, that they have, uh, the, the big one that they have, I would say the same thing for an Aaron Gordon trade. Um, you know, you look, Aaron Gordon, I think the Magic have a little bit more leverage with. Um, Gordon's got two more years left on his contract. He's got, you know, he's, he's productive. Obviously, he's hurt right now. Um, and I think you're better off trying to trade him in the offseason than you are now. Uh, and especially trying, just waiting to see if you're, if Jonathan Isaac's really ready to play at a high level. But Gordon is the same issue. Uh, it's the same deal that, that they had last offseason, last, off last trade deadline, to be perfectly honest. If there's not a deal they like, they don't have to move him. And again, that's why I talk about uh, making moves with with uh, intention and, and, and with purpose. What are you trying to accomplish in that deal? What is What are you trying to get for Aaron Gordon? And again, I think shooting is a primary key, obviously. And I think some wing help would be a primary help, too. Um, you know, the deal that was kicked around a lot last season was Gordon for Kelly Oubre when Oubre was still on the Suns. Uh, and, I, you know, that, that deal had some sense, but I guess... At the end of the day, someone believed that Gordon wasn't worth Ubre, or there was too much of a step in the step uh, to the side, and and I think that there's something to that. Um, you know, honestly, would that deal be back on the table with Golden State? A lot of people have tried to connect the Magic to Golden State and Gordon to Golden State. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but I think what the Magic need again, uh, it, whether it's a deal with Gordon, whether it's a deal with with Fournier, get back a piece that can help you, you know, quasi immediately. Um, can fill in the rotation, can accomplish a goal, can fill a need that this team has, and then help the team move forward from there. Um, you know, it, this needs to be a player that is going to be, you know, maybe not a central piece of the future, but can help support this team moving forward. And honestly, if that is Evan Forney and it's worth a, another two or three year deal, so be it. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world. I don't think that's a possible. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy threading this needle that the Magic are trying to thread, um, especially because it does feel like the market is trying to push the Magic to sell off their pieces completely, to accept protected draft picks, to accept you know middling veterans or buyout options. It feels like that's the direction the league wants the Magic to go, but it's not the direction the Magic want to go. So the question is, will the Magic's interests, will the Magic's goals align with the deals that are out there? They didn't in the offseason. It certainly feels like it's uncertain if they will this time around. And obviously, there are some deadlines to worry about in the process. We've still got another three weeks before the trade deadline, but it's important to think about these things as we get closer and closer and closer. We'll talk about Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks coming up here in just a moment. But first... It is March. It is March Madness time. Um, it is it is a big, 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 big time for college basketball. It's a big time for bracketologists everywhere. And over at Built Bar, they're beginning a tournament of sorts. Built Bar is hosting a bracket on their website of their best flavors. Oh, yeah. Um, you can, they'll be tweeting out daily matchups, so be sure to follow Built Bar on Twitter. This week... They'll asking you who your top seeds are. What are your favorite flavors? I'm going to go put in for the German chocolate. German chocolate's pretty good. Um, it's, it's, it's been one of my flavors. Don't know what Bilt Bar is? That's okay. That means you probably haven't been listening to this podcast very much, but that's okay. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. It's the perfect snack for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, many of them under 150 calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate this deal. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is only a few weeks away. The future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. The draft of Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get podcasts. The Atlanta Magic will take on the Atlanta Hawks to close out the first half of the season on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Note the special time. Um, As the Magic, you know, are, I think, rightfully thinking that this is a must-win game. Obviously, there are standings implications. The Magic are are chasing the Hawks among other teams in the Eastern Conference standings. They're trying to kind of keep pace and keep afloat. Um, You know, they know the schedule's going to get tough. They're not giving up on on the season, obviously, either. Uh, And obviously, they know they're facing a difficult and challenging opponent in the Atlanta Hawks, um, this is a team in Atlanta that is struggling a ton right now. Um, obviously, they just fired their coach, Lloyd Pierce, um, and, and you know you watch them play, and, and yes, they did get a very big win against Miami, where they did not give up a ton of points. Uh, Miami did not do a good job offensively at all. Um, you just watch them play, and you just feel like something's off. Um, you know, again, obviously the record reflects that they're not living, they're not playing up to ex- expectations. Anyone is, um, but. You always know Trey Young is capable of going off for a big game. You always know you know Danilo Gallinari had a big game uh, a few a few nights ago or a few weeks ago. Um, Clint Capella is uh, been a force defensively in the paint as a rim protector. They've got the pieces to be a very good team, um, but the question is, can they put all those pieces together, especially on the defensive end? That has always been the question for the Atlanta Hawks. They've been a poor defensive team, and, and obviously, Nate McMillan is just getting started there as the team's head coach. Uh, so he's got his work cut out for him, and I'm sure they'll make some changes at the All Star break to improve their defense. Um, watching the, watching this game against Miami, um, Atlanta's defense was good. They, they they played but more energetically on defense. Um, but Miami missed a lot of shots. Um, you can't settle for threes against this team. You've got to attack. You got to get some paint touches. You got to make Quinn Capella work and think a little bit. If you're just hanging on the perimeter, just kind of passing around, jacking up threes, that's that's going to play into Atlanta's hands you got to find a way to score at the rim, and they'll give you those lanes to get there. The Magic on there, uh, for their part, are playing well. I I really do believe that. Um, I I think that they played three incredibly difficult opponents uh, in Brooklyn. Obviously, the Magic just kind of no-showed that game. Um, Against Brooklyn, against Utah, and against Dallas. But honestly, against Utah and Dallas, I thought the Magic played well. Um, The game really came down to maybe a six to seven-minute stretch where... The team just and I wouldn't say it lost focus, but just didn't execute at a high enough level um, on either end and, and that allowed those two very good teams to build a lead. It's not to say that Atlanta couldn't do that too, that Atlanta wouldn't be able to build a big lead um, if you give them the opportunity. They certainly would. But um, this is all, it's also to say that that you know Atlanta is not a team that's going to pounce on every little mistake. and you don't have to play perfect basketball. Uh, in order to beat Atlanta. Um, you, get, you have to play well. I'm not saying that you don't have to play well. Atlanta can burn you if they get hot and if you're not focused defensively. And obviously, the Magic's pick-and-roll defense is going to be a huge factor in this game. Orlando is going to have to defend well. They're going to have to contain Trey Young. They're going to have to force him off his of spots and, and force him out of rhythm as much as they can. And if they're able to do that, they will have the chance to win. Now, uh, Trae Young can go quiet for long stretches he's he's not having a great season I know a lot of people thought he should have been an all-star I, I did not see him as an all-star this year um I, I think Nikola Vucic is having a much better year than than Trey young this year um it's it, Trey Young's just kind of forcing a lot of action and some of it just might be you know as reported by the athletic his dissatisfaction with coach Lloyd Pierce um it, it, who's who's to say um it, it's it's definitely a problem for Atlanta and, and obviously he's their star player and he needs to play at a, at a different level. So Orlando just has to do a good job containing him. I'd expect Michael Carter-Williams to have the main assignment on him. Um, and you just got to knock him off of rhythm and just, just hope again that he misses those shots and you, you have the discipline to kind of stay, stay in it with him. Um, this is going to be a tough game, but it's a very winnable game for Orlando. Atlanta obviously coming off a back-to-back. Um, they're still working some guys back into the lineup. Um, they're 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 just again they're just off. Um, You know what they're running doesn't seem to be working. They do a lot of ISO play with with young especially, um, but not a lot else going on within their offense. And so uh, it can be easy to defend if you if you're willing to play good defense and willing to play disciplined defense. And that's obviously going to be the key for the Orlando Magic. Again, this this feels like a game that if the Magic play the way they have the last two outings, they will have a very good chance of winning this game. Because Atlanta, obviously, again, all respect to them, are not at the level of Utah and, and, and at the level that Dallas is playing at right now. Still got to be focused, got to play with intensity. If they do that, the Magic will have every chance to win this game. The Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks at 8 o'clock at the Amboy Center to close out the first half of the season. We'll have complete coverage of that game coming up on Orlando uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as here on Locked On Magic. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places in the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Bill Files from next time for another episode of